This is how we do it today. <laughs> okay, okay. We back. We back. Coming at Watch you. Check. One, two, one, two. On the deli. Send me, send me, many, many, many. How many mics do we rip on the daily? Mini money. Send me, send many, many, many. Back at it again. Here we are again. Welcome to the Flipping Point. You're listening to the arguably one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, the Fuji's, the score. Tell him. Bro, they don't make them like that no more. I'll tell you, these mumble rappers should probably sit back and listen to the Fuji's, the score. Jimmy, no. If it, if it, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we gotta talk about him too. Yeah, I, I feel like every every episode we don't we don't end up getting a Takashi. We gotta talk about Takashi today. Give give either Takashi some love or some hate today, um, or a little bit of both. I think just hate. I don't like his face. You got hate in your heart today. I just don't like his face. I don't like his braids. I don't like the fact that his hair is rainbow. I don't like his demeanor. I don't like his name. You got a good point. You got a lot of good points. <laughs> However, <laughs> you know I mean? uh, the one thing I will say, you know what? We might as well start with Takashi then. The one thing I will say about Takashi is just like 50, I think he's a troll. He's a troll. Yeah. And I think being a troll in 2019, 2020 Jeez. is like how you get money and like how you get exposure and it's like it's like all this shit that our parents kind of told us not to not to do or not to be or not to look up to is just like the shit that is actually making money right now it's like takashi walling out making all these crazy videos running around with guns acting like he a gangster you got the kardashians out here wearing booty everywhere Up and down everywhere, and like they got mad, they got mad followers. They making mad money off Instagram. It's like everything, like your father and mother's worst nightmare. It's like what makes you money in twenty twenty. Yeah, but you say that Kardashians are wearing booty. No, like they they ain't wearing booty. They showing booty everywhere. (laughs) Yo, I ain't gonna lie. Like most dudes ain't mad, but I'm just saying. Like, if that was your daughter, like how would you feel, bro? Okay. First of all, my daughter will never dare. I can promise you that right now. Because she had to fear God in that ass. Oh, <laughs> Bro, right before know. she thought about posting some ratchet shit, she was like, yo, my father go kill me if you, you see this. You wouldn't even know, bro. bro. Like, I wouldn't even try to, like, be okay with that, you know, or try to, like, comprehend that. Bro, my no, sisters, no. when my sisters got in trouble, they weren't, my, my father used to take their makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you like, know, for an Italian family, that's like, yeah. Death. And like it's crazy because like, I mean like listen I've got, I've got other family members that get a little ratchet on Instagram and I'm kind of like oh, well, that's how you feeling, but you know, <laughs> not close enough to beat those kids. It's all that's, right, that's the generation though. It's like right, and that's what I'm saying. It's like that's what's hot right now. It's like yo showing some booty on Instagram, showing titties, right. and like acting like acting crazy like you a gangster when you're really not. Like so yeah. it, it is. My question would be like, is the monetary gain worth like kind of really lowering your self-esteem. your your self esteem and your standards to like doing that? Is I it worth it? Like for me, it isn't. But for some people, you know, like I think um, it depends on how you were brought up, obviously. But it also depends on you know 
like your aspirations, you know? Like, right. so some people truly just want to be famous and they don't care the price to pay. You right. Know? They're ready to like, you know, sell their soul, so to speak. Yeah, but I still feel like there's a right way to be famous. I agree, but not everybody thinks the same way. That's you know? true. Because if you look at Takashi, he's a pure example of it. Uh, Kim Kardashian is famous for literally uh, having sex on you know, video. That Ray J video. Um, I mean, she made tons of money from that. And now she's like trying to change her image and like, you know. Her husband just put out a gospel album. Yeah. Gospel album. Let's <laughs> it it just not. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We're going to get there. Not All right, but check this out. Like if we're going to tie this in with like even more entertainment. So like the other day I was, I was talking to one of my like dancer friends, uh-huh. real dancer, not Vegas stripper dancers like not an exotic dancer you mean? not an exotic dancer but an actual professional dancer and he said that he went to an audition the first thing they said is like oh what does your social media look like yeah that's like a new thing now yeah like what's that that's about something like he, they they basically like told him like unless you have ten thousand followers like we're not gonna you're not gonna make it past like the first round whoa, whoa. I don't even have ten thousand followers. Okay. Like I don't even have anywhere close to ten thousand. Okay, so now that's a bigger issue because, you know, us being in the entertainment industry, we never had to deal with that just because you know we came in at a time where talent prevailed, superseded. You know, your followers exactly. So now that we're entering into an age that is, you know, uh, obviously geared towards you know social media pres- presence. Does that overshadow the talent? Apparently, they said he wouldn't get past the first round unless he had 10,000 followers. Imagine that. Don't even imagine. Like, you could be whack. I I would be upset. Bro, you could be whack. Yeah, but, I mean, how do they gauge that? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, like, you don't have 10,000. Here's my deal. I've seen dudes with 100,000 followers that are straight trash. Basura, like, trash. Yeah. So you're telling me that I'm going to go home and you're going to take this dude that's trash because I don't got 10,000 followers? That's wild. So what does that tell you about the industry, especially the industry we're in? Because, I mean, there's, 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 I think we should see that in two different um, aspects, of view. Yeah. point of view, right? Well, because here's the deal. There, go ahead. My bad. I just keep jumping in here. No, you're good. I feel like, especially with like shows, mm-hmm. A lot of shows are struggling here in Las Vegas. Big time. And there's also, maybe they're doing social media because the people that follow these people mm-hmm. will eventually follow their shows. So it's like another avenue to kind of like get them to, or say, say uh, Britney Spears is having a concert. Right. And you're a dancer for Britney Spears and mm-hmm. you got 250,000 followers. Mm-hmm. You may have people that are not even just going to go see Britney Spears. They're coming there to see you. Right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like another way to sell tickets or like sell a product, essentially. Right. Yeah. It's another way to promote. But at the same time, well, first, there's the issue that, you know, um, you're basing uh, your criteria, you know, on, you know, social media following, which, again, like you said, you know, doesn't really mean anything, especially in this day and age. And the issue is that, you know, you may, like you said, you know, find someone that has like, you know, 15, 20,000 followers or whatever, but that's horrible just on every second level, on every single level. 
I feel, I mean, to me, it brings up a bigger issue, which is, you know, like constantly being um, judged based off your appearance. Right. You know? Because essentially, that's what it is. That's just a shot, like a more shallow version of like, you know, us, us having to audition, you know, what you showed up, for example. Yeah, you for know? sure. Because now, like, if they base themselves on social media following, that strictly means that we don't care what you look like. We don't care your level of talent. We just want to know who you can you know, b- basically drag what with you. What your reach is. You know, or who, yeah, who, who, who you can reach and who we're going to be, able, and how we're going to be able to benefit from you. Yeah. Other than, you know what I mean, like, Displaying your, your, your actual face. skills and your actual skill set yeah it's that, wild that's bro. that's that's completely stupid so the issue that it brings up is i mean for me is how do we maneuver through that and how do we not only um how would you say that leverage you know a better situation for ourselves because essentially you know it's not it has nothing to do with your level of you know experience it right. has nothing to do with your resume. It has nothing to do with your skills. It strictly has to do with your physical appearance or uh, the social following that you have, which is insane in my in my in, in my mind. Like I can't I can't even wrap my head around it because it doesn't make any sense. Right. I will say this though: to play devil's advocate here, usually if you are putting out dope content, especially like in my sport, like martial arts and tricking and fight choreography and stuff like that. Usually if you're putting out dope content, the followers usually come. But I don't think that should be a criteria in order for you to get a job. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you should be cut from an audition because you don't have X amount of followers. I don't think, I, I think if you're auditioning for a job that requires you to perform skills at a high level, I think you should pick the best possible candidate. I don't think you should pick the best looking guy that can't actually do the job or I don't think. And, and, and see, this is my question. And this is the question that I was, uh, that I, that, that I would ask because again, like bringing back, you know, leveraging, you know, your situation, leveraging, how does, how does one leverage, um, his social media following in order to benefit him or her when entering, you know, contract negotiation? Like how does that how does that social media following reflect on the amount of you know money, the zeros you know that they're giving you, per shows or let's say you know, um, at a buyout rate, you know or as a I mean, in a in a in a live performing arts you don't really get residuals but let's say you know you go, you know, I don't know let's let's say you 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 audition for a show or whatever, and then they end up filming you know um. A commercial with you, and then your commercial plays over and over and over again. Would you get residuals? And how does that, how does the residual, you know, income reflect upon you having, you know, X amount of social media followers? Hmm. I think that would be the, that would be what my question would be for these people. Word. Like, okay, I have like you know twenty five thousand media uh, uh, social media followers. I made it through the rounds. Now. How are you going to compensate me based on my skill level or based on my, my followers? My social media following. Wow. I'm about to buy followers ASAP. Yo. I'm about to <laughs> no, my card you know right I mean? now. 
Hey, but speaking of which, if it's like that, at Rory Bradder on Insta, at Manu Kiza, holler at us, at yep. The Flipping Point. Let's get it. Yo, get us some followers. We're trying to get followers. this money, get get some work. You know what I mean? But do you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how does that make any fucking sense? It's that's crazy. Like, that's, that's just show you how twisted the industry is. Not only the industry, but how twisted the world that we live in has become. Because, in like, think about it. Like, so now if you go to school, right? Like, whenever you have a kid right your kids go to school and instead of you know requiring teachers to actually show a resume they do the same thing they did the same thing wow they did the same thing and of course it will, will work differently for a teacher because they don't need to be on social media like that right but Being if they want to ask on top of your resume we want to see your um social media username so we can do extended research we're kind of like a background check. Yeah, but that's okay. Like that's I'm invasion for of that, privacy. Though. That's invasion of privacy. It is now. invasion of privacy. But I, here's another thing. I feel like by posting some of the shit that I see on Instagram every day is kind of like invasion of privacy. But it's like at whoever's discretion. Like there's girls and dudes that are out there throwing up like basically naked pictures yeah. because they're getting likes. You know what I mean? Like they're literally doing it to get likes or they're doing it to get followers. For me, I just don't think it's necessary to take naked shots to like get people, other people's approvals. I feel like that's, I'm currently throwing my privacy in, in the trash right. by doing that. You know what I mean? Like right. it's at your discretion. But again, I feel like, you know, we're moving into a, uh, um, an era where, you know, the amount of um, love you get from outside, you know what I mean, um, entities like, you know, social media followers, people that you haven't ever, ever, ever met in your life, a day in your life, right, is more important than, you know, your competence level. Yeah. The skill level, as far as like, you know, um, whether it is your art or your artistry, you know, whether you're a tricker, a dancer, right. an acrobat or whatever, and you know the 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 person that you are at the core you know what i mean because right. essentially like when they audition you the first thing they should want to see is your personality as well as your skill level right to see what you're capable of if you're c capable of collaborating listen to listening to directions and being able to take no notes you know absolutely that, that's what they should base themselves on but if they straight up tell you if you don't have this At amount of followers, you don't followers, make it past the first round. You won't make that's it past the first round. That's wild. like, can you like, like, can you even imagine how, <laughs> like, Yo, you're insane that song? Yeah, I'm beside crazy. myself. That's beyond me. Well, the thing is, this is like, listen, I see a ton of people like selling all these products because they have so many followers. But like the way that they're selling the product is like. Use this foam roller and like <laughs> it's like all cleavage over here. Like ain't nobody yeah. even looking at the foam roller. The but reason that they like this photo is because you got titties out. But that's what it's been. That's what it's been since the beginning of time. That's what marketing is. You know, sex I mean? sells. Sex I get sells it. Always. That's never going to change. That's nothing that's going to change. Now we've we've moved into a different type of uh, dynamic where you know, I think on that level, men are are as equivalent as women are, you know, on the same scale, you know, as far as like 
selling their bodies, you know, for, you know, a, a product or a service. Um, because if you truly, like, look at, you know, how it started, it was only women. Like, right. no one cared about being, like, seeing a man's abs up until, you know, like, the Mark Wahlbergs and all of them started doing that. Right. So Well, speaking of my social media presence and, and I'm trying to get fit right now. So uh, I don't know about anybody else. If anybody else made the New Year's resolution to go into the gym, mad people have. I've been. To, I'm an avid gym goer. I go every single day, and uh, I just want to take a few minutes just to talk about some of the, just just some of the stuff I've been seeing at the gym. You know what I mean? Listen, if you've been if you made a commitment to go to the gym in 2020 to look your best, and you're sticking through it. Clap for yourself. Yeah, word. Clap for clap, yourself. Clap for yourself. You should celebrate yourself. If celebrate you're going to stick yourself. to your commitments, <laughs> I believe that you should clap for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I have seen, and like, so the gym I go to, like, there's mad trainers, mm. and like, you get signed up with the trainers, and there's like these dudes that just go in there and just say that they're trainers, and there's girls that say that there's trainers. Everybody a trainer at the gym. <laughs> now everybody's a trainer. Like, whether you're certified or not, if you look good, you're a trainer, right? So tell me why, like, this is a thing now. It's like when you go into the gym, mm. you got, like, these girls and these, like, girlfriends and boyfriends going to the gym, like, filming each other working out. That's cool. Uh, what is it called? Uh, hashtag uh, um, couples goal. Couple goals. Couple or goals. Or swole mate. Ooh. The what? What is it? <laughs> swole mate. Hashtag swole mate. <laughs> uh, yes, I've seen this shit. But swole mate. Yo, like, so I actually went to the gym. Doing? I was at the gym and uh, there was there was a, a couple goal next to me. Hashtag mm. couples goal right next to me. And hashtag they literally, they were about to film a video. Yeah. And the girl came over to me and she goes, oh, excuse me. She's like, do you mind like just backing up because you're in our shot? Wow! I was like, shorty. I was like, I actually came here to uh, work. I was like, I ain't here to be part of your video in or outside of your video. I was like, so I'm sorry. I was like, I'm gonna finish up my workout. <laughs> how but could like you? The how could you? Audacity! How could you? The, yeah, the audacity! The how could audacity. you? Go, like, how could you even find it in you to say something like that? Not only that, in a but you're going gym. to like come and disturb my workout for your own benefit. You're gonna come tell me to stop my workout you so you can film your. your oh, you are out of your yeah, mind. Yeah, that was a rough one. Okay, then I seen. I've been seeing all these girls. How are you going to go to the gym? Listen, if you're a female, right, and you're really trying woman. to get right. You're a woman. You're not a female. Right. You're a woman. You're a woman, and you try to get right for the 2020, but you go into the gym with your hair curled up with some long-ass eyelashes. Listen, listen. Full face of makeup, booty shorts, and a, and a titty bra. You know, whatever you call that, the sports bra with the titties everywhere, you did not go there to work out. You Listen, went there to meet your future man. But that's what the gym is like. It's a social place. I ain't social when I go there. Bro, I'm not social gym Because now you're married. Nah, I've never been a social gym girl. Oh, come on, man. I've honestly, tell me I can tell you this. I'll tell you, God's honest truth. God, strike me now. I have never dated a girl that I met at the gym, ever. Yes, but that's you. You're like an anomaly, I want to say. Like everyone tried or everyone has. I can bet like I can promise you that. 
Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I just haven't. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you for real. I've Come never. On, Why are you trying to God sound like stri- God can strike me now? I've never macked it to a girl at the gym. I just haven't. Everyone has. Everyone tries. Or everyone has been macked too. I've you. been macked on. There you go. But I haven't maxed it to no girls there you at go. the gym. But th- that's all that matters because it's a, so- it's a it's a social space. Like people go there to actually meet like swole mates, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> 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 workout bad buddies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. They. I mean, most of the people go there just because they want to be in shape. But yeah, in the case of that girl, you know, that came with like a full face on, like ready to go, like uh, you know, she was about to go to like. A nightclub. Yeah, she know, looked something. like she was about to go to Dre's. She's just missing the heels, you know, yeah. in a backpack or something. Um, oh my God, yo! If I see a girl in heels at the gym, that'll be. That's it. about to come. Watch. Yo, so then, then I've seen this other dude. Right, I'm gonna keep going because like this shit is just comedy. Man, so do you actually work out at the gym or do you just people watch? I do both. I mean, I gotta take a, <laughs> I gotta take a minute rest in between. But like, yo, like I definitely, I definitely see some really funny shit oh, at the gym. Man. So I figured I'd just share it with everybody. So there's this dude that goes to my gym, right? White dude, heavier set, heavier set, like heavy, like follow follow not heavy heavy but sloppy, right? He got dreadlocks. He wear the tightest pants. You know, like how people wear like tights and then yeah, they wear yeah. shorts over them, yeah. like compression compression yeah. pants. Yeah. He don't wear no shorts over them, so it's just like dick out. Oh, yeah, like man. just dick out hanging. He got the like the tightest possible like tank top on. No definition nowhere. Belly kind of hanging out the bottom. Yo, my man the other day came, bro. <laughs> he worked out in sunglasses. In Sun sunglasses? inside the gym, bro. <laughs> 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 this is the greatest. It was single-handedly the greatest shit I've ever seen in my life, bro. My man had dick out with the tight pants, belly hanging out, white dude, dreadlocks. wasn't even he was his workout was just as funny as his outfit. And yo, my man had sunglasses on. I Just was, going for like hours, bro. I was crying. I was oh, literally no. crying. Yo, and then, then there's dudes that like go to the gym. We got like a heavy bag at my gym. Bro, and you see like all these dudes that have never thrown a punch in their life, like oh, really going ham on this bag. Oh, like man. sometimes I, I'm like worried that the bag is gonna fuck them up. It's oh, <laughs> like it's so bad. That's the reason why they make you sign a liability form before before you get going. That's true. You know, like, hey, we're not responsible for any of your stupidity. Right, but the thing is, like, yo, when my man left the house wearing them tights and that tank top. He, I bet you, I bet you what, I bet you he didn't leave the house like that. When he got to the gym, though, he was like, you know what? I'm going to show my thing today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to let it all out. Yo. He was like, yo, yo, before, like, he was leaving the locker room. He looked in the mirror. He was like, yeah, this is it. I look good. Like, yo, I'm you know he lying. Did. You know he did. I'm pulling so I'm getting my couple goals, girl, out of this. Yo. The thing then, is, that's something that's, like, common, too. You know what I mean? Because I see that in my gym, too. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I see some of the weirdest. Plus, like, you have, like, those that, um, it's a fashion show. You know? Yeah, They just absolutely. come to the gym. Like dress to the nine, you like yo. Your outfit for working out is way too perfect, way too color coordinated. Word. Like you know, you spend some time just putting the yeah, outfit she together to go to looking the at it. Oh, does this look good today? Should I go Man. tanning? Listen, <laughs> if you go to the gym right, and you want to work out, 
first of all, you you know wearing nice clothes because no. you know they're going to get dirty, no. and you're going to get sweaty. I mean, you're supposed to sweat supposed somewhat. Because if you don't, then you're not working out right. Um, but if you come to the gym color coordinated, just pray that I'm not around. Because I'm gonna pray that we're happen. not around because we are. We have been known to roast you in public. Oh my god! Yo, but then okay, so I saw something inspiring actually this morning when I went. So this morning I go to the gym, and there was an older woman. I want to say she was probably mid sixties. She was killing her little workout, and in between her set, she had like the dance moves going, right? And she was like killing the dance moves, right? Wait, like, getting it, and what? then like she get back and hit her next set. Yo, I was like, you go, you go to the one uh, that's located where? I go to the EOS Fitness on uh, Eastern and two fifteen. Oh, okay, no, no, because I go to the one on um, uh, Sahara and Simran. Yeah, and man, man I see some character there. Yeah. This is actually a woman. She's like an older, like, yeah, white lady and stuff like that. She has, like, pink hair. And every time she comes to the gym, she's dressed in all pink. Oh, yeah. Like, for real, like, pink shoes, pink skirt, pink tank top, like, matching the hair. Like, I'm not even kidding. And, oh. and she has a fanny pack. It's pink as well. Yo, so let me <laughs> tell you about my mans then. Okay, so there's this other dude. There's nah. a few. There's two older white dudes that come to the gym. They don't come together or nothing, but they're there every day at the same time that I show up. Super hard workers, but they both wear this American flag headband. Oh, hell no. They got some, like, uh, cargo pants on, like the green cargo pants. Uh, they got the tank top with, like, the American flag and the eagle on it. Oh, like, they are all American, no. man. So, shout out to those old dudes that be getting it, man. But, yeah, you could tell that uh, they're out there and they love their country. So speaking of our country, we did we probably did the most American thing ever the other day, right? Talk about it. Okay, so pop 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 So me and Manu decided that we were going to learn a little bit more about our Second Amendment rights, and right. we decided to go take the concealed carry course. So learn don't a little bit come more. to me, or at my house at night. You know what's happening. Pop pop. You already know. So now we are uh, officially, you know, going to be certified by the Metropolitan Police Department to to conceal and carry deadly force with us. So if you want (laughs) to enter our habitation forcefully, habitat, habitation, habitat. Whatever. <laughs> if you try to get in my habitat forcefully and try to inflict any type of pain, habitat can mean my car, can mean my house. You gonna get shot. <laughs> you gonna get popped. No, but it's not. It's not just about that. It's honestly like with the level of craziness, craziness that you know is being displayed in the know, world on a consistent basis, an everyday basis. Like there's av- on average, right? Like four to five shootings here a day in, in las vegas a day a day I mean? four yeah. to five shootings and all over it's not even like and the crazy thing is that compared to the west like some of the rest of uh america it's not even that bad right and yeah it's not even close you look at places like california or detroit that have a high rate of like uh criminality like that's even worse bro yeah. but some actual some cop was talking uh, to a friend of mine and was saying that Vegas, in the span of like the last uh, 
five months has turned like the level of you know um incidents that have been happening in vegas like in terms of like burglary uh, assault um you know basically crimes um he's as bad as detroit wow and detroit is bad it's bad bad bad, bad, bad it ain't bad. chicago bad but it's bad yes and so imagine that so now you're thinking okay well you know i want to build a family and whatnot but this is the type of things that i have to deal with right i'm right. not a huge proponent uh when it comes to like owning guns or like you know just having a gun or carrying a gun even you know right but i got to the point where i was like you know what like I have to protect myself. I have to be able to protect myself if someone just breaks through my like in 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 my house and I'm in there. You know what I mean? Like sleeping Absolutely. or whatever, or if I'm in my car and just chilling, which has happened to me. Right? I was in my car, literally like driving, you know, just minding my own business. You know, right next to me, this fool is like making all kind of noises, gestures, and stuff like that, and I'm not understanding what the what the hell is saying to me. I was on my way downtown. So I put my window down and he said something along the lines of, do you know where the county jail is? I was like, oh, I have no idea. And this dude had like a, mind you, right? He was like an older white dude driving like some, like a beat up, like, I think it was like a beat up Jeep or like a beat up truck or something like that. Uh, orange jumpsuit. So I was like, well, was he in a county jail or something? And he said something along the lines of, Yo, you know where the county jail is? I was like, oh. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, meet me there, motherfucker. I was like, whoa. I was like, let me pull my window up. Yeah, lock I'm going to keep on driving. And he kept on talking and making signs and stuff. I was like, listen, I'm not about to have that. Right. You know what I mean? But a dude like that, right? Imagine you with your girl. Yeah, for and sure. he comes in, breaks your window and starts like, you know what I mean? Just going crazy on you. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do? Absolutely. You know? Like, you got to be able to protect yourself. You know, and there's more and more of those. That's the scary part. Well, and it's like also become a thing. Like now, out in public, like dude, like there, there's a video that just surfaced about like somebody just came into a church and started shooting. Like yeah. people have gone into movie theaters and started shooting. People have gone to your kids' schools and started shooting. But that's nothing new, though. And it's not. It's part. nothing new. But like, okay, so like, I got this ring doorbell, right? Oh, you get the the, the notifications. Every yeah, so I day. get the notifications on like what's happening and like just within like a five mile radius of what's happening from my house. Oh yeah, and yo, this shit is wild. Dude, like, so I get the same notification because I got the ring too. Um, I have to stop looking at it because yeah. honestly, like every day something like from elderly people. Stealing packages, yeah, often, yeah, to people casing your cars, your houses, to shootings, to stabbings. Like, when was that? Uh, about three weeks ago, uh, a woman was uh, uh, was taken into custody for having stabbed her husband and her kids. Oh my god. Just like, like what goes into people's head? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like that person, you know, may as well like see you in the freaking street, you know, and just like go crazy. Kind of like the video that we saw at the CCW class. Yeah. That video was kind of messed up though. Cause like he <laughs> started with <that. laughs> Before we get into this video, I, I just want to say a few yeah, things. Cause we're definitely going to talk about 
the class itself because it was comical. Um, I'm n- I'm also not a huge supporter of guns. I'm not a huge supporter of carrying guns. If, as a matter of fact, like one of one of my goals and one one of my passions is going to be to start a foundation for victims of violent crimes. Mm. Like it's, it's something that I have on my bucket list that I'm actively working towards, where a piece of my work will directly fund or help donate to people that have been affected by violent crimes um that's interesting i never knew that yeah absolutely and and the reason the reason is i was in new york when 9-11 happened i was in boston when the boston bombing happened at the marathon i was here when the the october October one happened and i'm sick of it i'm sick i'm sick of i'm sick of people having the power to go around and, and kill as many people as they'd like. And then I, I hate the fact that they're so cowardly and take their own lives before they, you know, have to deal with the consequences of such actions. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I decided it's really kind of affected me for a while. I've seen a lot of friends be affected by some of these things that have happened and it's life changing and I've seen families grieve and you know, you know, when you get someone you love taken away from you when they're, out having a good time or running a marathon or at an airport or at work. It's, it's, uh, it's something that kind of has just hit home just because I feel like I've dealt with that situation so many times and I really want to do something to give back with that being said, there are three and four shootings every day here in Las Vegas. And I'll put it to you like this. There was a shooting across the street from my house at a Ross. One of my friends is a cop. He was the cop that showed up and actually took the guy down. That's across the street from my house. I could probably throw a rock and hit the fucking Ross from my house. Jeez. So, And I'm I'm sorry, but I dress for less. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I dress for less. You know what I mean? So I, there's no way I'm finna dress, dress for less and get popped while I'm trying on my 32s. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just I not... dress for less. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that was another thing that was just like, man, like maybe it is time... Cause like you, like listen. I studied martial arts to be prepared at all times for anything that would pop off. I can't stop bullets. My martial arts technique is not going to stop bullets. However, I'm always going to choose myself and these people to go home. These innocent people to go home. I also trust myself more than I trust your average American with a gun. Yeah. I feel like having a gun in my hand personally, somebody who has knowledge of combat and hand-to-hand combat, mm-hmm. I think I would make the appropriate decision at the right time. And I'm also not the type that's going to freeze up and just sit there and watch innocent people get shot mm-hmm. and killed. So if shit goes down and I have my strap and somebody wants to get crazy, I believe in my ability and I believe in myself to handle it appropriately. So we went to this class. Talk about it. <laughs> so... We start this class. Uh, it was me, my new. There was an older Asian woman. Her, I think her son or a son-in-law. There was a. I feel like the one dude that was next to you, the meek one, the mock one, or whatever. It was like uh, you looked like a military dude, kind of thing. The but, black dude. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He was super quiet. Yeah. So, so the first thing that happens in this class, he like the instructor introduces oh, himself. And there was the seal. The seal. Yeah, the corrections officer. This oh, we gonna he, talk about he him. He knew it all. He knew everything. 
However, so we, we he introduced the instructor introduces himself, and then he's like, "So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna play. I'm gonna play some videos, and I would love to hear your reactions." <laughs> First video of the day. As soon as he hits play, you see the world star hip hop in the so corner. You, so you know what's about to come. Which I felt like at that moment I was like, "Come on, man!" I like, immediately so started laughing. That, that's what you're gonna show us, but not like every like. You know, a school shooting. You know what I mean? October one. October one. You're not like, going to show us choose, a church shooting. You chose the most derogatory. Absolutely. And and and, and uh, what you going to call it? Um, stereotypical. Stereotypical you know, video. Right. Video. video you could possibly pull you can up. Possibly find. I was initially. I actually laughed. When when the video started, first started playing, I laughed, but it wasn't like a laugh of like, haha, this is funny. It was more of a laugh like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, uh, I was definitely perturbed by it. Um, I think that, here's my deal. I feel like there was a, a ton of, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was a ton of people in that class that were just really excited to be able to hold guns. Absolutely. In yeah. order to in that type of situation, just, just shoot somebody, shoot, yeah. just yeah. be able to shoot somebody. Oh, absolutely. You know, whereas I think there were people that went into that course wanting to have the ability to shoot somebody. And like, if cops show up, they could be like, Oh, well, I'm a con- carry concealed carry. I took him down. I took him down. I'm a good guy with a gun. Yeah. So essentially what happened in this video is like this black dude, like, Pops up, he starts talking trash to the camera, takes a crowbar, goes into traffic, and starts like hitting people's cars. Is that right to do? Absolutely not. Well, instructor like asked somebody, like, what would you do in this situation? Like, literally, the first thing I heard is, I'd shoot him. (laughs) I'm like, like, are you kidding me? It's literally the first thing. Class started five minutes ago. The first thing I, it was the correctional officer. I'd shoot him. I'd shoot him. And I'm sitting there like, you've got to be kidding, you know? And, and mind you, this is like, what, like, Hispanic? He was like, a, like I want to say he's over, a Hispanic dude, yeah, right? Like he was there with this kid. Probably 56 years old, some shit. And then... Older dude, yeah. Overweight. Just like, just a douche. Just a douche. Yeah, he knew everything about everything in life. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just interesting that people are... People are so, there's a lot of people that I feel like aren't in shape or have low self-confidence that go and take these courses just so they can feel like superior. They can feel like, oh, like I've got something that will take you out. Whereas like back in the day, if I had problems with anybody, like we just squared up and we handled it. We never worried about getting shot. This is is my thing about the second amendment. I... I understand and I agree that people need to be able, you know, to bear arms in terms of, you know, uh, defending themselves, you know, if, you know, something was to happen. However, I don't understand how they just give it out. Like, all you got to do literally is sit down for like eight hours or whatever. We sat for like, what, three, four hours? Not even. Yeah, we'll get to that next. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> and it, and after that, we, w- we went to the shooting ranch, and that's it. You got certified just like that. So there's no background check. I mean, there is a background check to 
when when, when you submit your paperwork, they give a background check. But on what you. I'm saying, like, is there's there's no um, what you call it, like a, a mental assessment, you know, right. psychological assessment. You could be off your rocker, go there and just pretend that everything is okay, and be given the right to bear arms. So now you're gonna take that freaking weapon or those freaking weapon and go shoot up a school or shoot up a freaking you know entire casino. Like what the fuck, man? Like that that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. So here you go. We actually sat down for two hours. Okay. At the end of two hours, we ended up going to a shooting range and we shot a twenty two caliber pistol seven times. And we were given our paperwork in order to take it to Metro and get certified to conceal carry. <laughs> on on the paperwork, there's questions that say, "Have you been? Have you ever been uh, admitted to? Have you ever been admitted to a mental hospital? Have you ever had mental issues? Have you have you smoked marijuana in the past year? Have you ha- do you drink like crazy?" <laughs> Like, what? Do you really think that a, a mar- an avid marijuana user, cannabis user, is gonna sit here and be like, "Yeah, I smoked yesterday." Hmm. Yes. You think somebody that's been to a mental ward or admitted to a mental hospital is gonna write that down on their paper? Well, no. If they, had, if they had been into a mental ward, ward, uh, that would have been on their um. Background. Their Background criminal shit. record. Yeah. Absolutely. So understanding that there is some sort of background check. The Yeah, but again, there's no mental or there's psychological no assessment. assessment. And okay, so here here's my thing. Dude, okay. Go ahead. Sorry to cut Go, you ahead. Off. Go ahead. Uh the 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 one instance where I felt very uncomfortable and I was like, you know what, I'm about to leave this song and I actually did. I mean I changed I, I I went to the aisle, you know, that was next to it or whatever. Is I was uh, coming back from work, you know, it was about like eleven thirty or something like that. I had to uh, make a quick stop at Smith, you know, because I needed to get some stuff. So I get into the Smith, you know, I'm doing, you know, grocery shopping, whatever. I'm walking towards this dude, and this dude starts like he wasn't a tweaker, but he started like tweaking, you know yeah. what I mean. And just like talking to himself and like, you know, like just like almost almost as if he had to read, but he didn't have to read. He was just like super freaking like off, like somewhere. Right. As I come closer, I notice something on his hip. Sure enough, this dude has a con- had a concealed weapon. Right. And he clearly wasn't all there. Yeah. At that moment, I was like, I'm getting on loose yeah, because we ain't getting groceries this, this crazy dude is about to like do something and I'm about to be like they're like just like an idiot and or whatever anything can agitate somebody like anything so look, at that point I was like how the hell do you allow someone like this guy you know and I'm not ju- ju- judging the person you know I'm right. just judging the institution that allows that to happen absolutely you know? and that then here nuts. so here's my deal I honestly think that if you want to exercise your Second Amendment rights, it should be a decision that you have to make your freshman year of high school. And I also think that... Freshman year of high school. I'll tell you why. I feel like at that point, you should be getting mental assessments, whether it's every six months. You should be getting... Your behavior should be looked at every six months while you're in school to see if you're a violent kid, to see if you have mental mental health issues. 
once you graduate high school, mm. I feel like you should have to take a few week course, go get, go get, uh, evaluated psychologically, go do a training course, an actual training course where you've got to do, let's say 50 hours of shooting, pass it, pass a test and then be given a license. You know, I feel like there should be way more hoops to jump through than taking but a two hour lecture. And yeah, I see what you're saying. My only thing is that, so you're talking about like having, you know, kids, um, be assessed, you know, psychologically, you know, uh, when in high school, being in high school, but this is my thing. When you go into, you know, um, like, um, so let's say, you know, <clears throat> you like, for example, like there are schools where, you know, kids are given medications right, for ADHD, which is not a mental condi condition or an illness, right? Uh, or, you know, uh, ADD even. Right. You know? So how do you gauge that those kids are mentally fit to own or not own again? Now, that's not fair. I not see I see what you're saying. Not only that, but like that often happens in, you know, the black communities as well. Because for they're sure. often quick to provide them with medication in order to suppress, you know, uh their, you know, mental capacities or even the trouble that, you know, they can get into. Well the problem is the system because America is the biggest drug dealer in the country. But yeah. And it makes money. You know. And it makes money, and so do guns. So do guns. So I let's agree. give a bunch of people medicine that's gonna fuck up all the chemicals in their brain, and, now you're and, and then and then give them a two-hour lecture, shoot a twenty-two seven times, and give them a concealed carry license. So here, I want to just share one more, and then I kind of want to move on from this because I'm getting heated. <laughs> Similar situation to you. We took this course the other day, yeah. and I was somewhere I can't remember exactly where. It was, oh, it was, so I went to the gym, and after the gym, I went to, like, this pokey spot that I like. Mm. They make those bomb pokey bowls. And I walked in there, and I seen these two, they were 22 and 23 years old. Both the kids had guns on their hips in holsters, out of shape, white kids, MAGA hats on. One had a MAGA hat on. The other kid had, like, a military-looking hat on. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, did you guys take your CCW course? one kid goes, oh, no, I haven't taken it yet. I'm waiting for my family to do it, but I bought this gun, and this is going to be my concealed carry. Welcome to America. I said, sir, I said, how old are you? Oh, I'm 22. I said, oh, you, you like guns? He says, yeah, you know, every year since I'm 18, I've bought a gun. Wow. And I'm sitting here going, not only are you carrying this thing around, like it wasn't hidden it was like it was on his hip they both had the same gun like they were best friends they were bffs on the hip out loud That's no ccw no nothing see and this is the kind of people that you got to protect yourself from because these are the the people that would like first of all god forbid you have road rage with that kid yeah and he's clearly imma immature you know that Absolutely. if something was to happen something was to pop up you will probably want to pop you right you know, for, he's for carrying that, that in is. hopes 
that shit goes down and he could shoot somebody. That's crazy. It's crazy. Do you think any, like, do you think music has anything to do with, like, promoting gun violence or maybe, like, bringing kids up to, like, want to have guns or use guns? Like, I don't think that that has nothing to do with music. I think it depends, like, the stigma that's attached to music and, you know, when you talk about music, you know, quickly you know you classify the the genre right right that promotes that type of you know uh behavior which you know the genre will be hip-hop but to the eyes of the average you know unknowledgeable uh american i don't even know if unknowledgeable is is a word <laughs> uh but yeah knowledgeable is a word no un unknowledgeable i don't think that's a word <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna use that. Whatever. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for those that don't know anything about hip hop, they will be quickly to assess that yes, it is because of hip hop that we have like gun violence, especially in rap. especially in certain neighborhoods, right? Right. Most likely, predominantly, you know, neighborhoods that are pre- predominantly, you know, uh, black, Hispanic, and right. minorities, right? I don't think that hip hop promotes that. Not even within the neighborhoods. Hip hop doesn't even really promote violence. Now, if you if you if you if you look at the current landscape of hip hop, yes, it does promote you know some type of uh, misbehavior. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. But that's never what hip hop was meant to like. The message that was meant to carry be carried across, right? You know, was hip hop you know started as a form of expression you right know? and it quickly was turned into a weapon so it was weaponized you know to suppress again you know those lower communities you know right. those, those minorities, minorities and right whatnot. absolutely so now does music play a role in that yeah i think that music may influence certain types of uh thought process yeah. you know or behaviors however you still have your free will you know not only that if I mean to go further into that, I think that the stigma that the the America, you know, and the rest of the world has put on hip hop is what creates the most issues. Absolutely. You know, because in all reality, hip hop doesn't promote gun violence. America promotes gun violence. Absolutely. Cops promote gun violence. That's true. Hip hop doesn't. Hip hop promotes, you know, Money, cash, hoes, you know? Right. Like to say... So so here's my deal. I've, I've listened to hip-hop my entire life. I've never had any desire to use a strap. I've never when, had when any... When the last time someone said in a hip-hop song, pick up your gun and go shoot someone? Or go shoot a bunch of people? No. When did that happen? I mean, that listen, I've happened. heard songs where people talk about the guns that they have. I've heard... Absolutely. You and know, it was and like, yo, if, you know, you come close, bang, 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 that's it. Right. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But... That's not, I don't know. To me, it's like that's not, that, yes, in that sense, you know, it may be perceived as promoting, which, you know, it right. is in some ways. But I'm saying for me personally, even listening to those songs, it's never convinced you, yeah. me that I need to protect myself with a gun. I also grew up around like in a pretty tough neighborhood you know mm-hmm. and i grew up around tough fighters and i grew yeah. up in a in a combat orientated sport so for me like the real honor was was hand-to-hand combat there was no honor in just hitting a button and taking somebody's life i don't know 
So, yo, Donald Trumpito got us in some some thick waters lately, and I'm not a political dude. So, yo, all you people out there on Facebook and Instagram, yo, don't don't try to act like I'm trying to make a statement here. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Our president uh is uh you know, like listen, I agree. I agree. There's if if there's a terrorist in the world and there's some a person that's killing innocent people, mass amounts of innocent people, absolutely. I believe he should either be killed or he should be in jail. Absolutely. Um, but then Iran turned around and like shot down a plane. Look. This is what unintentionally I shot down a plane. This is what I gotta say about this. Go ahead, go ahead, because I can't wait to hear this. Since the big and that's gonna be short, right? Since the beginning of his term, right? Since the beginning of you know his uh, him being into office, he's been trying to go to war. Right. Right. So now, do you really believe? That this was not all premeditated. Do oh, you, absolutely! Do you, like t- three weeks ago, we were talking about him being impeached. The impeachment is never going to happen. It never will. Never, never was to happen. Like it, the, the impeachment was never to take place. It was I just feel to like be a headline. The to impeachment bring. talk was just a distraction. Right. Right. This is my theory. Okay. The impeachment talk was just a distraction. A distraction that you know, the conflict with Iran may have been the issue, you know, may have been the agenda, you know, um, that he wanted to fulfill. However, I think it's a really stupid idea if that's the case on his hand because Iran, as uh, as an ally, has Russia. No one has ever gone into a war with Russia and came out successful. Yeah, I love, so I just want to say this, I work with mad Russian people, I love y'all. Y'all always come to my house for the UFC fights. I'm cool with all Russian people. I ain't got no problems. And that's like another thing, man. It's like, I feel like as our president, I feel like he does things on his own accord, but that doesn't necessarily represent the masses. No, he's a loose cannon, but this is the thing. Like, I got no problem with anybody from Iran. Yeah, if you're killing innocent Americans, absolutely, you'll be dealt with. However... I don't have problems with a lot of people that he... I don't have no problems with Mexicans. I got great Mexican friends. I have amazing black friends. I have uh, I have Chinese friends. I have Russian friends. I have friends from all over the world. This country was built on immigrants coming here. This country was built on racism. It was. I agree. Slavery is racism. I agree. Not only were black slaves, Chinese were slaves too, you know? How do you think that railroad was built? Chinese, uh, Irish Mexicans, all of them, Mexicans, man. Yeah. Right. And you go on. But this is like, and this is the thing, like, so, yeah, so Trump, um, I feel like all of this, you know, may have been the agenda that was trying, that he was trying to fulfill for so long. I think that it's not a coincidence that Iran supposedly showed up a plan. I don't even, as a matter of fact, I don't even think that was Iran's doing. I don't even think that was Iran's doing. Really? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't think so at all because I feel like, again, like the the way it was orchestrated says a lot more than just accident, accidental, you know what I mean, shooting. Like, how do you accidentally shoot up a plane? 
Yeah, how do you accidentally launch a missile at a plane? Like, that's got to go through a few and, hoops and the, and of people going, yeah, yep, shoot that thing down. And oh, the, hey, there's a plane? Okay, and the, what? where'd the plane come from? Okay, what's the, the, what's the only, number? The only reason why I would consider Iron, Iron being, you know, uh, responsible for this is because the plane departed from Ukraine, right? Russia and Ukraine are enemies. Right. So that may be Iran's doing in order to, like, you know, grease uh, Russians' hand, you know, in order to be, to have found them as ally was, you know, a war to erupt against America. I agree. That's that's the only thing. That's, that, that's what I believe. I mean. Absolutely, man. I definitely think that. It's about the constant headlines. And I feel like, listen, I know everybody has their own opinion. I do feel like the man is dividing the country. Um, I think he's promoting more racism. I think there there was a time where we were having conversations. We were actually getting somewhere, but obviously we weren't. When, yeah. When I mean, half of the, division, the division of uh, uh, races to me happened under Obama's term. You know, it started to happen under Obama's term. And, you know, he set a um, precedent, you know, for yeah. what is now happening. You yeah. know what I mean? Because there's a huge, you know, array of, you know, uh, police brutality against, you know, immigrants and minorities. For sure. Know, there's been an array of those incidents happening over the course of like the past two to three years. Actually, even more than that, you know. For sure. It's All right. Well, let's lighten this shit up. So I don't know if anybody out there actually follows this uh, Instagram, but it's called Stance Elements. Um, if you're an artist, dancer, b-boy, tricker, anything you're definitely going to want to follow stance elements on instagram uh they post a bunch of like just insane fire videos i saw this one that was really inspiring to me um and he's actually like a local uh b-boy here he trains at the district his name is ronnie b-boy ronnie i know oh, you've yeah, heard yeah. of him yeah, yeah so i seen this b-boy ronnie's out here doing some uh what on snow yeah, in the snow. What the hell is wrong with this guy? So, yeah, I mean, like, they've just got a bunch of videos of just people doing, like, just either beautiful movement or, you know, really dope power moves and really amazing settings. Sans Elements is definitely something that I go to all the time for inspiration if I'm trying to, like, add to the vocabulary of movement that I have. Mm -hmm. um, some of the best dancers, movers in the world are featured on there all the time. And That's sick. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a must, a must watch. So shout out to Stance Elements. Um, and then they they actually just featured my boy, uh, Shosei. I don't know. I know you know that I'm a huge into tricking, but this dude is bad, dude. So he's 15 years old from Japan, and he might be Jesus because there's not a single move he, this kid can't do. This is like his warm-up. This is re him rehabbing. So I don't know if y'all have heard about him but you're gonna want to follow this kid uh shosei iwamoto he's from japan and i don't think there's a power move he can't do like look at this 
Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a pop full in back out. The the caption on that says fake. <laughs> this is I don't even it's called a frappe. I've never even seen it before. Like he's just next oh, level. Man. He's fifteen. He's from Japan. Like look yeah. at this. That's nastiness. Yeah, so if, double round Jesus. It's yeah, disgusting. Crazy. I mean, like, and it's crazy. He's like 15 years old. The moves he's doing, like, I didn't even think were possible growing up in that sport. You know what I mean? And I've done some big boy stuff, you know? Obviously, <laughs> like, I'm one of the pioneers of my sport and been around a long time. I've seen a lot of things. And, like, this kid is just, just when you thought you've seen it all, some little 14, 15-year-old kid comes out and just starts. So how do you see, how do you see, like, um, our industry evolving from here on out? Because... I mean, you know, I'm still freaking disturbed by the freaking follower thing, you know. But you bringing that up, you know, um, and again, shout out to Stan's Elements, you know, for even providing such, you know, uh, highlights. On, for sure. On, you know, the talents that um, grace, you know, this earth. But how, how do you see... Our industry. How, how do you see tricking evolving over the course of like the next couple of years? I would say because it's not in the Olympics yet. No. Although it should be. Parkour is not in the Olympics yet. It should be. Although it should be. You know what I mean. So how do you? Um, what is it that's going to? Wushu just got accepted as a junior sport. Wushu. And how I, old is Wushu? And the Junior Olympics, thousands of years old. Exactly. So how do you see that like evolving in the next year, a couple of years? Are we talking tricking specific going to the Olympics? I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Why not? And I'll tell you what, I want to see how it's going to go with b-boy in the Olympics first. And and b-boying was like I feel like b-boying is one of those art right that's being um, outcasted. For, for so sure, long. purposely though, right? It's like the black sheep. Exactly, the black sheep because again, it comes from minorities. You know, it right. comes from minorities. It's a different form of expression that doesn't require aggression, but it's very unconventional. It's not only being accepted because of the world of dances and like all of those right. uh, dancing TV shows, but before that, b boying was like a, a a hidden art. You know what I mean? For sure, absolutely. And only if you came from the struggle, so to speak, would you have access to like that art form. You know? Right. I mean, these are these are dudes that used to throw a linoleum down on the on the corner and get down. I yeah. mean, like it's. I feel like hip hop is a cultural thing. Yeah, but hip hop isn't. I mean, it's kind of like how graffiti now is being accepted as art. Yeah, when for graffiti sure. has been around from, and, and it's yeah. been looked down upon for years, and now all of a sudden there's like these crazy murals all over the world of people that are like literally tagging these murals up. Banksy, Banksy. I mean, his style is more, you know, uh, stencil, stencil work, and like you know. Um, things of the sort, but he just got a uh, expo. He's a, he has an exposition at um, fashion show. Oh, that's actually. dope. He has like a small, like, I don't know if it's a museum or like an expo, but uh, I mean, it's some type of expo, 
you should check that out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. everyone should check that out. Yeah, Banksy is, you know, revolutionary. Word. And I, I like personally think like overall, I, I, I feel like art, artist creativity like breeds growth. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you're shunning a movement or you're shunning a culture down, that's how people are expressing themselves. And that's how like all these new moves and all these new forms of movement are actually created. It's, it's from people collaborating and, you know, being themselves, right. expressing themselves, you know? Um, so it's, it's really interesting that, that people kind of look down on certain things, depending on which, which culture they come from or where they come from, or, you know, what streets they're doing this shit on. Personally, I would really like to see how B-Boy does in the Olympics because I feel like B-Boy and tricking are very similar. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like it is very similar because at the same time, I also want to see group hip-hop dances and group, like, actual dancing in the Olympics. Like, dancing is a sport, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Just like cheerleading. I just watched some Netflix thing oh, on yeah, cheerleading. Yeah, I, I haven't checked that out yet. Like, yo, one, they're doing some insane tumbling, yeah. like insane tumbling, mixing elements of dance, mixing elements of like teamwork where they're like bond kinging people and like holding these girls up in the air. These girls are like flipping and getting being caught with one <laughs> arm. Like it's insane. There's no way that that level of athleticism shouldn't be recognized in the Olympics. Just like the group sets we see on World of Dance right. should be recognized on an Olympic level. Right. But what do you think? That hasn't happened just yet. Or what do you think? Um, I don't know if it's not being given the exposure. I don't know if the Olympic Committee is just like, mm, we don't want these hood rats around here right. doing I think, this. I think, or, I think oh. that has to, a lot to do with it. Because if you look at the Olympics, right, they are predominantly white to begin with. Right. You know? And now that there's more and more, you know... Um, of the sports, you know, like those new unconventional sports, you know, emerging, they are all, you know, deserving of a spot and claiming, you know, uh, the same title that, you know, other, you know, sports are claiming, you know right. what I mean? Which is being recognized into the, uh, in the Olympics. Absolutely. You know? And because the level of like athleticism, that it takes to be a b-boy is insane an, same yeah. thing for tricking something like you said you know for dancing it's just nuts the level of preparation the amount of training that it requires is just nuts you know something for parkour like it's absolutely nuts so if you you're going to go and you know compare those things to like let's say you know uh 100 meter dash it's probably more intensive. Oh, absolutely. Without counting the level of injuries. I'll tell you what. Let's look at this this kid's Chose's page again. Okay, look. Have you ever seen an Olympic gymnast do any kind of move like that? Absolutely not. But that's the other issue, though. Do you because, think... Because, again, the, the type of movement is so unconventional, right? Because when you look at tricking, right? Most people define it as bad gymnastics. Right. That's what people define it as. But... The emphasis on gymnastics is there for the reason that, you know, they, they they truly want to emphasize that gymnastic was a precursor to tricking. 
you know, when it's not true. It's not true. It's not true at all. But that's what they see it. Why? Because gymnastics is conventional and it's structure. Whereas right. trick tricking is not structure and, and it's not conventional. That's that's exactly the reason why I want to see B Boy in the Olympics and see how they do because I'm really interested to see how they're gonna judge it. Are they going to do one-on-one? Are they going to do teams? Uh, who's going to be the judges? What criteria they're going to have? All of that stuff is really kind think- of, that's going to be more interesting to me than the battles. I mean, like, obviously, listen, like, I love B-Boy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch the battles. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy them. I think the interesting part for me is going to be who's the judges? What's the criteria? The thing is they're going to have to be able, like, they, they're going to have to judge it just like a normal uh, battle setting, setting type of thing. Because, like, how would you judge? Like, come but on, man. How if all you've done is... Okay, you put Nagin and, and B-Boy Ronnie, mm-hmm. and they battle each other. I'm a huge fan of Nagin. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody who's a huge fan of Ronnie or Hong Ten mm-hmm. may point that way because that's just the style that they like. It's mm-hmm. super subjective. Whereas, like, for me, I like guys like... Nagin, I like old school Ivan, K Mel. Like, those are the dudes that mm-hmm. I watch because of their style and their swag, you know, and their musicality. Yeah, Ronnie, that's, 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 uh, shout out to Ronnie. Yeah, your style is insane. So was Hong Tens. But I'm just saying, like, it's so subjective. Like, it is, but it isn't because B Boy, like, when they're judged, they're judged on, they're judged on their musicality, their style, uh, their uh, power, their power, their uh, top rock. They're uh, like basically like to be a b boy, you have to be complete. You cannot just right. like the Absolutely era of the era where you know a b boy could just come and just have power moves and yeah, be it's over. out of here. That's over. You have to be able to do everything. Word. And you, when you see those new b boys, my god, yeah, oh, they're nasty. It's like the bro. new trickers, it's like the new freaking uh, parkour, like free runners. My god. Yeah, it's insane, man. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So yeah, it is subjective, but at the same time, it isn't because I mean, there's clearly, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's just gonna be a headache for them to like figure out like how to judge it. Absolutely, and All that's that's honestly what I'm looking most forward to is actually just seeing how and who's gonna judge it because the the, the, the Olympic Committee. Oh, it's going to be a brawl, dude. doesn't know anything about hip-hop. Bro, it's going to be a brawl. I can't wait to hear all of the shit that ensues because it's going to be amazing and dramatic. And I'm definitely going to keep a close eye on it because if there is somebody that can push tricking to the Olympics, I do feel like I am one of those people. So I definitely would be somebody who would be interested in to see how they're going to structure it, how they're going to judge it. And then I would probably make a game plan on how to get my sport there as well and figure so, out who to speak to. I like it, to shoot my shot. So you should. Shit. So how do you how do you how do you um see tricking evolve then? Do you do you think that cause this is the thing, like I feel like there there, there are tons of phases in life and the sport comes with it. like for example the popularity of tricking as well as uh, parkour has clearly died down, you know, although there's more and more people, you know, getting into those arts, it also has died down because at some point parkour was everywhere, tricking was everywhere. But now 
tricking is more in the background, right? Like you, sure. you see a lot of tricking in like movies and such, but you don't hear that much about tricking. So how like how does tricking stand the test of time? Whereas, because if you compare it to dancing, dancing is always going to be there, you know? Absolutely. Even, like, breaking is always going to be there, you know? But what about, you know, uh, tricking? What about parkour, you know? Parkour, I feel like, would be there just because it's, like, more stunt-related, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So, my, my thing with tricking, especially, like, standing the test of time, is tricking is based from martial arts. I don't care what anybody says. Mm. I think that... Yeah, because it's, like, a form of... I, I I compare it. I often compare it to like taekwondo. Oh, it has heavily heavy influence of taekwondo. It's acrobatic kicking essentially. Yeah. Um. So for me, I honestly think where you're gonna see tricking the most will be in the movies, and you'll probably see it in TV shows. Mm. You'll probably see it on stance elements, and if you're somebody who's an avid tricker, right? There's always gonna be gatherings. These kids are always gonna level up. I don't think it's going to be a sport that's going to be like a household name mm. at all times. I do feel like there's going to be times where there'll be highlights and you'll see it on the internet and people will get involved or more people will learn about it. But I don't, it's just like, what do you see more on TV, parkour or basketball? Right. You know what I mean? But that's also like a different ball game because. But the thing is, is like, I watch sports, right? but there's a bunch of people that watch movies and TV all day and they see parkour and tricking all day long along with fight choreography. You know what I mean? So right, right, right. I believe that's but this is, this is And this is, this is my question. That's my question. It's like tricking as of now, right? Is not in the limelight anymore. You right. know? Whereas like, you know, traditional sports such as basketball, football, baseball, baseball right. soccer, you know, are soccer, right? Whereas tricking, is a could be has to be viewed as an actual you know uh sport just due to the level of athleticism that it requires you know well, for you to be able to execute you know some of those moves what you just said is the reason why it's never going to be in the limelight what Your average eye right, right doesn't understand how difficult that is whereas anybody in the world understands that if i put this ball in that hoop I get two points. Mm, I see. You understand what I mean? Right, right. After a while, when you watch tricking, most people are like, for me, I'm like, oh, damn, that's crazy. I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. Most people are like, oh, this looks the same. Right, right, right. right you know right, what I mean? Most right. people, when they watch B-Boy for long enough, they're like, oh, this all looks the same. But that's just, that the, the, the same thing could be said about basketball because it's just one hoop and one ball. Absolutely. However, I think it's simple enough that everybody can follow along mm. you know what i mean so right. i just think that I, I i honestly think that listen when i see action movies and you see tricking in action movies you usually hear a reaction in the audience of people being like oh or you you see some parkour you know guy look back and jump off a building people are like oh my god you mm. know like that's relatable in a in like an action movie kind of style like oh my god that's badass but when people just sit down they watch tricking even me like i'll watch tricking for sometimes i'm just like yeah i've seen this before right, right you know what i mean so i think that's i think where we're gonna grow is gonna be in the film industry personally for both of our sports so essentially like you're talking about stunts yes yeah, stunt work yeah for sure i think that's gonna be the biggest proponent of mm -hmm. our sports 
However, listen, at my core, I'm a tricker. Mm. I watch all the battles. I watch all the adrenaline battles. I watch all, like, every time there's a battle, the Amsterdam battles, I watch those. If there's a kick it battles, I watch those. If Jam's having battles, I watch those. Neo every year, like, I watch all these battles. I'm up on all the new trickers. I know who who's hot, who's not. Adrenaline's coming out here March 13th and 14th in Vegas at California All-Star. Shout out to all the dudes at Adrenaline. I'll definitely be there. But I'm I'm a I'm a tricker head, you right, know what right, I mean? Right. Like I think people see tricking in film, they're like, "Oh, that's dope." But they're not like, "Oh, that's dope. I want to learn how to do that." Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. A lot of people aren't athletic enough to do that, but I think that film will be a big proponent for tricking. I also think that YouTube and uh will continue to be a huge uh, promoter of tricking as well. I think Instagram and social media will be how how the sport grows. So now, like, okay, in the same token, how how does one monetize, you know, from tricking? Like, uh, tricking. Like, uh, like, how are you able to earn a living besides, you know, um, being in a show or, you know, auditioning for commercials? movies and whatnot like because they should be aside from that type of stuff i think that so honestly i think this adrenaline so they have this adrenaline worldwide tricking brand mm -hmm. and they run this tournament and essentially what they do is they bring out the best trickers from all over the world they bring them to the united states or wherever and they host these battles and then mm -hmm. what they do is is they actually have these kids upload all their new videos on their website upload all these battles that the kids are in on their website, sell signature t-shirts from the athletes. Mm. Uh, but who benefits from that? Both. Because like, yeah, I know. I would say the company benefits from it more. However, it is a way for these kids to kind of make some money to throw in their pocket to take their girl out to a dinner or like yeah, but the would movies. You, would, you, would you like, this is the thing. That would know? not be my full-time thing. However, like Red Bull, Red Bull like gives real sponsorships right. to B boys. Mm -hmm. They've given like I've helped trickers get sponsored by Red Bull. Um, shout out to Bailey Payne. Hope you're healing well. Um, and these kids are able to travel all over the world to all of these tricking events. Mm -hmm. They're paid to put up content on social media. Mm. So I honestly do think that. There's ways to make money, but you got to be the right look. You got to have the right personality. You got to make sure you got 50,000 followers. Which, which essentially, like, to circle back, revolves around, you know, the same issue is, you know, you're selling your image, you know. And, I, I mean, at some point in time, we're all selling an image, i.e. selling content, you know i.e. building your own brand you know that's Work. what it is you know especially in the world of today but um i think the bigger question would be you know how do you leverage a situation you know to like how do you leverage your talent you know to build a better situation for yourself you know what i mean and how do you make that happen in a way that's not compromising your integrity you know, for a paycheck, you know, right. like for, for a small pay even, you know, right. because you don't read it. Like when you see like, um, cause essentially like, let's say you make up a move in tricking, right? 
can you claim that as intellectual property? Can you copyright that move? No, you can't. You know, but you should be able to. You I know? don't see why you can't. You, you should be able to because they're going to find some. It's like the thing is, when you come up with a move right. within the next 30 minutes, somebody's doing that shit. Right. I'm sorry. Like, if you come up with a dope move, somebody's trying it. But my, my thing is, how do you, you know, um, how do you benefit from, 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 from the, like, from the talent? You know, like, it, you, you can have an immense amount of talent, but no bread. And only because you're not able to leverage your talent, you know. That's good. I feel reflect. like kids are, are, are building moves and not building a brand. But that's hard to do because, again, like, who do you go to as far as that goes? Like, they, they can come to someone like you, but there's not enough of you, you know what I mean, to right. to, to have all those people. So uh, do trickers, like, have managers? Do they go to agencies? Like, how does that work? Now, I mean, like, if, if, if they're looking for trickers, like, for the Super Bowl, there's agencies that do have trickers. Like I have tricker friends that are, are, uh, represented, represented by agencies, mm. you know, um, whether it's clear talent group, you know, a bunch of those, there's a shit ton of them in LA. <laughs> clear. I used to be with them. Yeah. I mean yeah. like there's a shit ton of them in LA and like, yeah, like I've seen my boys do the Grammys. I've seen my boys do the Super Bowl. I've seen my boys on the VMAs. Like a lot of my friends are dancing with, you know, really big pop artists, um, so yeah, absolutely. That would definitely be one of the first things I would do would be get a manager and get an agent to, mm. to help you kind of g- give you some opportunities to be out there. Um, if you're looking to do stunts, I mean, it, you guys know how it works. You, you, you throw your, you hustle, you throw your headshots and your resumes and your reels out to all the stunt coordinators, you know, and show up, shake hands. Yes, sir. I'm available, sir. And you go to work. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. But as far as like, if you're trying to trick and do it on a big level and do big gigs, get an agent. Hmm. But I mean, essentially, entertainment, it's always the same, the same, the same thing. It's like you're gonna have to get like, if depending on the level that you want to get to, you're gonna have to get an agent at some point because you look at actors, same thing. Uh, singers, you know, same thing. Uh, rappers, same thing. Models, same thing. You right. know what I mean? Like, there's no, like. I feel the only thing is that for, you know, our area of expertise and for it being so unconventional, how do you, like, what kind of agent do you even look for? You know what I mean? Like, where do you, like, where do you even start? You know what I mean? I mean, you can start by hitting me up. Right. I, get, I get hit up with opportunities all the time. And, you know, people always hit me up when they're looking for trickers. And honestly, like, it ain't a bad move mm. f- as far as like business for myself, like personal business for myself. Listen, I get hit up all the time looking for trickers, whether it's for live shows, whether it's for film, mm. whether, it, I mean, everything, everything, con- uh, conventions all the time. I literally get, I, I even get hit up. Somebody hit me up yesterday talking about like, yo, I can't teach my dance class at Millennium Las Vegas. Like, can you go teach a tricking class for an hour? Mm. So, like, I get hit up all the time with opportunities for trickers. So, I feel like you need somebody kind of like me who knows the sport. Well-connected. Well-connected, has those opportunities, and isn't somebody that's going to, like, kind of exploit people. Mm. You know what I mean? And, mm. like, take advantage of people. So, why isn't there, like, um, 
because you know in California, you know they have like a dancers union, they have a, a um, uh, an actors union, but why isn't there like a trickers union? Well, we're still like a young sport, and it takes listen, it it takes people that have been in the game and have learned the ropes, and it also takes maturity. I feel like there's a lot of really great trickers and I don't want anybody to take offense to this. There's a lot of really great trickers out there that are not mature enough to handle professional gigs. But how do you how many triggers do you know that are your age and still thriving within the tricking world or the entertainment industry? Entertainment industry, I there's a good amount. Mm. Really, like there's a lot of guys from my generation that are absolutely the top and the top of the game in stunts mm. the top these are the best guys doing movies every big movie that you see out john wick the 87 11 boys are the best trickers of their time and they are currently the best stuntmen of our time right now mm. um but it took maturity it took them sacrificing it took them understanding that they can't just trick all day every day and beat on their body and then not have those opportunities and let those opportunities pass them by hmm. um it took them getting agents it took them working and grinding and trying to get these stunt jobs to begin with and then showing what they can do i feel like there's a lot of trickers out there that want want that lifestyle but don't want to put in the work. Well, that's the same thing for everything. You know, yeah. and, and that's ultimately like the downfall of most trickers is like, listen. That's the downfall of anyone. Anybody. But like the thing it, is, you know? it's like, yeah, we, we work with trickers. Right. We work with trickers and a lot of them are just content with their check. For me, I've been a tricker since I'm, I'm six years old. Like, I just feel like now at in my life, I have so much more, not necessarily to live for, but like I've got so much more at stake that I need to take care and support. Mm. So I've always been a really ambitious dude. That's probably why we get along so well. Yeah, for sure. We're extremely ambitious. And I, there's always, as soon as I've accomplished a goal, I'm already looking at the next goal. But I'm the type of person that will shoot my shot, stick to it, and grind when it's good, when it's bad, when it's ugly. Mm. And I feel like when shit gets bad and shit gets ugly, I feel like the martial artist in me prevails, and I fight through it. And I feel like other people just like, ah, this isn't worth it anymore. Mm. I think that it's a, it's it's <clears throat> it's um there's a fine line, you know what I mean, between. Being able to benefit from the industry that you're in, especially as far as entertainers, you know, and letting the industry turn you into, you know, basically a puppet, you know, because Word. at some point in time, like, you know, Bruce Lee was about that. He said that. Exactly. Because at some point in time, I feel like you become a travesty of the industry, you know, right? if you don't know again how to, how to uh, leverage your talent in order to be you know, creating opportunities for yourself, you know, and setting yourself up for great. Absolutely. And there's, there's a whole community that'll either look at you as a sellout, but that's everywhere. You know I, mean, I mean? Yeah, it is everywhere. Listen, I've been called to sell out more times. <laughs> like, bro, I've, in my sport, apparently I'm like mean? one of the biggest, you know, people are going to talk at the end of the day, when, when you got to feed a family and when you got, you got to support 
you know, if you want nice things and you want to drive a car and you want to own a house and you want to have a wife and you want, you, you want stuff and you want to live a certain way, there's a certain amount of work that needs to get done in order to make that shit happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And absolutely. Like there, there are people that are going to, and you too, the, le- the 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 roads less tra- the road less traveled, you know. For sure, because it's like it's so unconventional. Like, how many entertainers do you know that are able, you know, to live a life that they actually love and have a job that they actually love, you know, without being constantly stressed, you know? Yeah, it's true. That doesn't really happen, and I mean. That's a choice and sacrifice that you made, you know, and you didn't get here, you know, just because, you know, you got lucky. No, you put in the work and you put in the effort and, you know, luck is when, uh, what's it called? Opportunity makes preparation. You know what I mean? You right. Were, you, you, you find the right opportunity and you were prepared to seize that opportunity. Right. So here's here's the advice that I would give to any tricker that is looking to do this on a professional level. You need to spend just as much time making your plan and executing your plan, understanding what you want to do, thinking about what you would need to do to get there mm. as you do when you are trying to get a new move or you're trying to get a new combo going, the same effort that you put into learning these new maneuvers, or hmm, maybe I gotta try this, this didn't work, I'm gonna try kicking this leg higher, maybe I gotta set more, whatever it is, you should be at home, getting your resume, getting your headshot, sending it to the people that will put you directly where you wanna be. Mm. It is what it is. No, I agree. I agree. You know, like for me, uh, I spend a lot of time going, hmm, here's my goal. I already have the the skills. I train every day. Mm -hmm. I already got the skills, so I'm prepared physically. Mm -hmm. But who do I got to talk to in order to get this done? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's step one? Where do I start? Who do I speak to in order to get this done? What would I need to get here? Maybe I speak to that person. They can help me get here. Maybe I got to speak to one of my friends who's done it and say, hey, how did you do that? It's all about what you do outside of the gym is just as important as what you do inside of the gym. Yeah, it's like you got to be physically fit, but you also have to be mentally fit. Correct. You know, and it's that's 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 when, you know, um, you make your mark, you know. Right. And like actually like uh, dissociate yourself from, you know, the rest. For sure. You know, and that's planning, you know. Like you have to have the roadmap. You, you you have your destination, but you have to have the roadmap. Like how am I gonna get there? Like what points do I need to hit? You know what I mean? For in sure. Order to get to there, there, there's a lot of shit that's not like there's there's opportunities that I wanted that weren't they weren't available yet. Mm. I literally had to go create those opportunities for myself. You know what I mean? So like you've got to aim high and shoot your shot. Yeah, but that's 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 the case with anything, everything, and I feel like if you're determined, you're gonna get it. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. If Absolutely. you're complacent and if you're, you know, um, you know, just lazy almost, 
like nothing is gonna happen for you but right. that, I, I feel like that's in tricking that's in parkour that's in the entertainment industry that's in life period you know Absolutely. because that's what life is you know what i mean it's you're gonna meet challenges over and over and over and over again it's, it's how you deal with those challenges that make you either get you where you want to go or or not where you want to go you know it's about making your plan working hard sticking to it being disciplined and consistent every day and listen there's not a single goal that i've ever set in my life that i haven't been able to achieve and i continue to make new goals and i'm going to continue to knock them off because i understand that when shit gets hard i know that i could get through it and also now, you know, you're not alone. That's right. Thing. Absolutely. You know, and I have an amazing. Created, you've right. been able to create all those opportunities for yourself and get to the point where now you can share, you know, the fruit of your labor, so to speak, you know, with someone that understands the work that it takes, supports, you know, the work that you're doing, but also helps you propel yourself, you know, to the next level. Right. And because I've done it for so long, I, it's it's much easier for me to be like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do and go to people that I've already worked with. Absolutely. You know, that trust me that I have camaraderie with or I have I have a, a relationship with, you know. Uh, and that's another thing is just keeping really good relations with people, you know, and having good relationships with people and being somebody that people want to work with. How many people have you seen burn bridges, you know, just out of, you know, pure... Maturity immaturity or even uh ego because i feel like yeah it's huge i feel like the the biggest i mean again that's in life period but i think that in our industry it's one of the biggest you know downfall that some of us you know have is the ego you know because for sure you were telling me a story about a girl that was too good to like take a note yes recently but that happens every single day Absolutely. Every single day, you know what I mean? So if you're not even able to take a note, how would you be able to, like, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and question, you know, yourself or question if you're making the right choices, if you're doing the right, if you're working as hard as you could be working, you know, to obtain your goal? It's self-actualization, man. Taking an honest look at yourself. Figuring out what you're good at and what you're weak at and what you what you need to work on, man. I do it all the time. You always gotta look in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Yeah, but uh, how did you get to that point though? To where like you do it all the time and like what led you to that point where you know you had to really failure. Okay. Failure, failure, having bad relationships with people, burning bridges. That's how I learned. So do you think that? What do you? How would you define failure? I'll put it to you like this. Uh, When I was younger, much younger, I got a professional job and my ego got the better part of me. And I just thought that I was better than everybody, egotistical, super proud, thought I could work when I felt like working, (laughs) Uh, decided I was going to party all the time spend money however the hell I wanted to. And it was a harsh reality when I didn't have that anymore. And I didn't have that money coming in and I didn't have good relationships with people. And there was nobody that was going to stick up for me or support me. Mm. And I learned the hard way. 
you know? And it's, it's funny because I've actively, as I've, as I've grown older into, into adulthood, I've actively sought out to fix all of those wrongs that I did as a young person and change the perception that those, specifically those people have had of me. On top of that, I've had students that I told, hey, yeah. you're young, you're talented. Uh, you're going to want to keep good relationships with people. Yeah. You're going to want to be consistent. You're going to want to show up early. You're going to want to yeah. make sure that you say yes, sir, yes, ma'am. You're going to want to make sure that you can take notes. You're going to want to leave your ego in your car. And that was based on, you know. Based on stuff that I learned. I also have students that I've told that to and have literally gone in there and done everything I told them not to do. <laughs> and, and they ended up in a very similar situation as, as I did when I was their age. And I've learned, I, I think I said this before, but I've learned more from failure than I ever have from victory. Yeah. However, at this point in my life, I feel like I failed enough and I've succeeded enough to understand I've got a good gauge of if this is going to work, if this is something that's really, really can happen or if I'm wasting my time, you know, but I, what I do know is that consistency, being honest with yourself, working hard and being somebody that's easy to work with goes a really long way. So why would you tell your younger self? Cause I know we've had like this question, uh, this, um, I've asked you this question in the past, but what today, <laughs> Again, with everything that you learned, what would you take? What would you tell um, your younger self? I would tell myself to to talk less and listen more. I would mm. tell myself to to leave your ego and go back to training. Ah. <laughs> I would tell myself to go back to the gym. Yeah. Um, I would tell myself to think before I speak or do. I would tell myself that just because something's hard doesn't mean that I need to walk away from it. Mm. And that would probably be the advice I would give to young wild ass Rory. Young wild ass Rory. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Yeah, we've covered a lot of shit tonight. So a yeah, we're excited. And that CCW license. <laughs> Yo, oh my God, that video. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that class because of that first World Star video. That class was nuts though. Like this dude, especially, oh, you know, you know that, um, what was that? I was at a, I was at, oh, I was so, I was on the Spring Mountain and um, Rainbow. There's a, uh, like a Jiffy Lube. Yeah, you know, I was getting like an old change, and there's a uh, there's a bar right there. I kid you not. The CCW instructor, his truck clearly says CCW instructor on yeah. it, and I recognize the truck from his house. Was right outside the bar, and that it it, it was probably around like nine a.m. Wow, he was getting lit. My man was bro. out here getting lit, starting getting problems lit. at the bar, bro. He was getting lit. He was like, yo, I just taught my class, and I got this money. Started early. He was getting yeah. lit. You He's, know what I mean? But yeah, crazy. I thought that was funny. Yeah, but that anyways, is, that is funny. Hey, thank y'all for coming by, checking us out over here at the. Thank you point. guys. That's my new 
and Rory. And we are the flipping point. Peace. Catch y'all next time. a lot yeah I think that one's gonna be really good too hmm? that one's gonna be really good too yeah hell yeah